all the movies, all those comics, all the games, all those toys, all the TV, the animation. Just give us, just give us one hour and 45 minutes and we will give you everything more. Hello, Marvelites, and welcome to episode number 254 of This Week in Marvel, the official Marvel podcast of all things Marvel, whether it's comics, games, movies, television show, special guest hosts, everything you could want. And as you can probably guess by now, I am not Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Agent M. I am Ben Morse, the editorial director of Marvel Digital Media, and I am joined this week by... Intern Josh Weiss. Good to be back, everyone. That's right. Intern Josh is back on the show because Ryan is traveling. He's off doing his thing. So we are going to uh, we're going to hold down the fort here. We got a lot of comics to talk about. We got your questions and comments that you can always send us using the hashtag this week in Marvel. Uh, everyone out there should be using the Marvel credit card. Josh, do you own a credit card? I do. I don't have the Marvel Mastercard though. If you had the Marvel Mastercard, you would be getting so many great benefits on food, on entertainment, on comics, everything you could ask for. So that's that's what you got to do. You got to get that Marvel Mastercard. Yeah. You're gonna do it. Uh, I'd like to. All right. I, I think like we'd all like to. Benefits and discounts. And benefits and things. discounts are excellent, and you get plenty of them with the Marvel MasterCards. You can use the Marvel MasterCard on comics like the ones we read this week. Do you want to kick us off, Josh? Do you have any Do you have any news or anything you want to share before we start? Uh, no, just that you know, I'm coming up my final week. Oh, really? Yeah. Is this your final week? Next week's my final week. Next so, week is going to be it. It's It's sad. Do you tap your pen when you're nervous? Uh... I guess. <laughs> Did you just learn that for the first time? What, tapping my pen? Yeah. I don't know. I have a lot of nervous tics. I shake my leg a lot, which oh. seems to tick off a Are lot you of nervous right now? A little bit. There's no need to be nervous, my friend. Thank you. I will guide you through this. You're going to be great. <laughs> all right. Let's start with the Marvel print comics on sale this week, starting with all new, all different Avengers number 14, which is a Civil War II tie-in. Uh, and we open on Nadia Pym, uh, Hank Pym's Russian daughter, about to be taken away by Russian agents. Um, and something's not fishy. And Janet Van... Is it Dine or Dean? Dine. Dine. Uh, something's a little fishy, and she finds out these guys uh, aren't who they really say they are. Um, and we see, you know, Nadia finds out she's kind of a novice uh, with Pym particles and shrinking down and being a hero. Um, and when she finds out that our heroes are fighting... No, she's like she gets oh, really upset. Yeah, like, like disproportionately upset. Yeah, and she she's like, uh, I can fix it. You know, heroes should be friends. They shouldn't be doing this. Right. She's a very idealistic view of the Marvel universe, not right. unlike some readers. Um, <laughs> so she's kind of an interesting stand-in for readers who just you know can't stomach the idea of our heroes fighting anymore. So it's an interesting dynamic. Right. And then she shrinks down to her micro lab uh, in the microverse. Um, trying to uh, build some kind of device that can help Ulysses kind of uh, hone his powers right. um, and kind of put an end to all this uh, this fighting. Um, and Janet kind of saves her. Because she last figures minute. if Ulysses can use his powers perfectly, there's nothing to fight over. Right. So which Janet, again is a bit of a simplistic understanding. I love her lab in the microverse. Yeah, by the way, it's awesome. Yeah, and uh, Janet's comment about you know this my the 15 year old me or. Mm -hmm. The teenage me would love this, and it's just yeah. like a pink palace. It's awesome. Um, and then kind of by the end, you know, it's uh, Janet talking with Jarvis, saying, you know, she needs to, she has so much of her father in her, um, and, you know, she really needs to kind of mature and grow up. Mm -hmm. uh, no, it was really nice. 
a nice touching story. Uh, we're going to see more from both Wasps coming up, so don't you fret. Uh, also, Daredevil, number 11, written by Charles Soule, art by Ron Garney. This continues this kind of creepy, not kind of, super creepy arc called Dark Art. Uh, what's going on is there's a serial killer who we learn here is hunting in humans, if it's the same guy, um, and is using them as art projects. Well, he maybe the first time wasn't in humans, but this time it's definitely in humans. I'm getting ahead of myself. Hmm. This guy is creating these gross art projects. One is a painting we saw last issue that is painted in blood. Matt gets into the lawyery stuff a little bit here because there's a guy displaying this painting. People who... Um, Families of the victims want it taken down, so Matt's got to practice a little legalese. We see Matt with Foggy. We get more hints as to what has gone wrong with their relationship. We get a Kirsten McDuffie name drop, so hopefully that'll lead to more Kirsten soon so we can find out what happened to her. And then Daredevil has to investigate um, the, the blood painting. Something happens to it that leads him to take to the streets and discover another art groat gross art project um, and then leads him to the guy who I assume is the killer. Right. Uh, great design by Ron Garney. Great art all the way around by Ron Garney. Just super creepy. Um, very stylized. Very dark. Uh, this is definitely a very different take on Daredevil than we got in the last few years when we had the Mark Wade take. Uh, Charles Soule is really making his mark on Daredevil hard. Yeah, I just love how at the end he's just like, the cops are at the crime scene, and he's like, oh, I gotta go. Mm -hmm. uh, informant yeah. things. Classic uh, superhero right. departure. Um, okay, we also got Deadpool Mercs for, and the Mercs for Money number three, written by Cullen Bunn, art by Eben Coelho. So we've still got Deadpool and the Mercs on this mission to get radioactive people. And what's funny here is they go after Nuke, who is not radioactive, has no radioactive powers or properties, but they just assume because his name was Nuke, he probably would have something radioactive. But we get a great fight between Nuke and the Mercs for money. We get, uh, it's just a classic bar fight with all the Mercs doing their thing, showing off. They're getting really frustrated with Deadpool. They go on a second mission after the Titanium Man. No, not Titanium Man, Cobalt Man. Um, and... That's another interesting fight. Uh, the art by Adam Coelho is great. Uh, really shows off the powers and the different type of stuff that the Mercs are doing. The Mercs are not happy with Deadpool. They uh, they think he is leading them astray. Massacre is the only one kind of on his side. Machine Man comes in, and uh, we're going to see more of Machine Man and some more characters next issue as it looks like Deadpool is hard up for help and he's going to have to find some new recruits. Nice, and I realized in my haste uh, and excitement, I forgot to mention the artists of the first comic book, but we're on to Doctor Strange well, number. you want to go well, back and mention the, yeah, mention say, the creative team here? Uh, for all new... You yeah, you didn't just miss the artists, you missed the uh, the writers as well. Oh, yeah, artists, colorists, all new, all different Avengers number 14, writer written by Mark Wade and Jeremy Whitley, artist Adam Kubert, colors by Sonia Obeck. Very good. You have you have amended your mistake. Sorry, everybody. We will forgive you. Um, so now we're on to Doctor Strange number eleven, uh, written by Jason Aaron, art by Kevin Nolan and Leonardo Romero. Very and cool guest team. Uh, really talented artists. Yeah. Kevin Nolan's a legend. Leonardo Romero is kind of an up and comer. It's a really cool combination. Yeah, it's it's really great. And the colors were done by Kevin Nolan and Jordi Belair. 
Um, and this is taking place, uh, I believe, right after the last days of magic. Is right this? after the last days of magic. Yes. Magic has had its last days. Now this is what comes next. Right. And uh, this might be my favorite book of the week. I know it's a little early in the, in the roster. We don't talk about that I'm yet, sorry. man. What are you I'm doing? I'm just saying I love this book. Um, we start out very cinematic. respecting the chain of <laughs> command or anything. I'm sorry. Okay. Keep um, going. Start out very cinematically with a flashback of Stephen Strange trying to uh, get his hands cured, um, and he gets injected with this mutant juice. Mm-hmm. Um, lasers shoot out of his eyes, uh, and he dies for a little bit. Then he comes back. And a little we, bit. Then we flash forward uh, to the present after the last days of magic, and basically, uh, magic is either you know spells are no longer working, or ones that didn't work work now, or there's new spells that are coming on the scene. So it's kind of Stephen. Uh, the good doctor exploring this world. And I like that they do the callback to his kind of magic vision, which is a thing that Jason Aaron and Chris Pachalo introduced way earlier in the series where he looks on the street and he can see all these parasites and all these nasty magical creatures. And when he turns it on this time, he can only see a few and everything else is in black and white. Right. And he's saying, you know, it's like a garden that's been mowed over. It's just starting to flower again, Mm -hmm. opens his third eye to look at all this stuff. Uh, He fights this nasty bug. Um, and he's basically kind of just, you know, he's a little, uh, a little defeated, but he's 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 uh, he's starting from the bottom. Really uh, here. Yeah. Now we're here. So he basically at the end he's just like, all right, let's do it the old-fashioned way, and just takes a giant baseball bat and battles this bug. So uh, it was just a lot of fun to to, uh, to kind of see this world and uh, what's going to happen next. Uh, up next, we have Invincible Iron Man number 13, another Civil War II tie-in, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Mike Diodato, and colors by Frank Martin. Uh, we open on uh, Tony and Doctor Doom, um, basically at Cambridge, and... Um, Basically, Tony, they're yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. They're so there, man. Last, last time we saw uh, Doctor Doom basically transports Tony here. Tony's like, why are you... Why are you trying to be my friend? You know, why? What are you? What, what's your end game here? Mm-hmm. Um, and he uh, approaches uh, someone from his past, Amara. Mm-hmm. Um, Not as really his past, more as his direct present. This is the woman that he's been seeing over the course of uh, this this series. And you got to remember, he faked his death and didn't tell anyone what he was doing. And that includes her, and she is not thrilled. Right, and she basically just doesn't want to see him again, mm-hmm. um, which is sad for Tony. Were you um, sad for Tony? I was sad. I mean, this whole issue is sad for Tony. Just <laughs> like he's just his his love is rejecting him, and he's reflecting on the death of uh, of Rhodey. Yep. Um, and he's kind of you know he's uh, he's seeing all these flashbacks of Rhodey, and he's at odds with Miss Mar or yeah, Captain Marvel. Yeah, the the big fight is uh, is coming up. Yep. Um, and tough times for Tony Stark. Yeah, and he he misses Rhodey's like uh, memorial service. Like mm. it's just he's just too sad and. Um, at the end, basically, uh, he kind of pulls the rug out from Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. Um, won't say what he does, but it's, it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here. Interesting to see where also Marvel Zoom Zoom number two comes from here. It's written by Jacob Chabot. The art is by David Baldion. Inks by Terry Pallet. 
Colors by Jim Campbell. We have a group of kids who have discovered these Zoom Zooms. Uh, they're these adorable little roly-poly guys that have taken on the property of Marvel superheroes. So these kids who are superhero enthusiasts think the best thing that they can do is take the Zoom Zooms out and try to instruct them in the ways of being heroes. That means dressing up like heroes themselves, going on patrol. It's really cute. It's really fun. You've also got the looter who has stolen the Spider-Man Zoom Zoom and tries to see what kind of powers it has, finds out that it has uh, the strength of a proportional strength of a spider in a pretty funny way. Um, now then that, after he turns on the TV and lets the Tsum Tsum watch TV, the Tsum Tsum sees something, changes its shape again, becomes something much more dangerous, the looter realizes his potential. Uh, also, there's an Ultron robot just lying around, and the Tsum Tsum, the good guy Zoom Zooms, fight the Ultron robot. Mm. It's great to see how they use that. Uh, Ant-Man guest stars, and we get villain Zoom Zooms. Uh, the art by David Baldion is great. We get a last page appearance by The Collector, so that's going to be a factor. Lots of cool stuff going on in Marvel Zoom Zoom. Lots of cool stuff going on in Marvel Avengers Assemble Ultron Revolution number three, adapting the episode Saving Captain Rogers, which was written by Margaret Scott, directed by Phil Pignotti, and is adapted by our boy Joe Caramagna. Moving on to Max Ride, Final Flight. This is the final Max Ride series uh, based on the work of James Patterson. It's written by Jody Hauser, beautiful art by Marco Faia, colors by Rochelle Rosenberg. Max and the uh, her, her flock have escaped yet another trap, but now they are trying to decide what they're going to do next. They're still looking for a home. They're still looking for answers about why they are the way they are, about their powers. Most of all, Max wants to know what's going on with this voice in her head that's been haunting her. Her and Fang strike out on their own looking for a place for the kids to stay. Uh, in the meantime, the kids encounter a new threat. There's some smooching. There's some pre-Bone Zone action. These <laughs> kids are kind of young, so I don't know how I feel about them uh, going to the pre-Bone Zone, but as long as it's just smooching, you know... Should be pretty okay. Max runs into a character who she met in one of the previous series who does something for her. Uh, it, it's, it's a favor she asked for, but it's a favor that has not so great consequences. There's once again questions about who they can trust, if they can trust anybody, and if they can count on anybody but themselves. Right. Very reminiscent of The Runaways, actually. Yeah. Um, which I good... read for the first time this week. No kidding. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, well, cannot wait for the show now. I so. would be shocked if you didn't love it. The Runaways is it's one of the best. Yeah, so yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of the best, let's talk about Moon Knight number six, written by Jeff Lemire, art uh, by Wilfredo Torres, Francesco Francavilla, and James Stoko. Color art by Michael Garland, Francesco Francavilla, and James Stoko. Uh, you may wonder why so many artists. That's because we're really looking at Moon Knight's multiple personalities here, and it's a lot of fun. It's a crazy kind of tour de force. We've got Moon Knight as Stephen Grant, who is producing and wants to direct um, the Moon Knight television show. Uh, he thinks that he's got everything under control. Marlene is by his side. But then he's also Jake Lockley. That's the Frank Avilia pieces where he is driving in a cab. And Crawley, his old buddy, tries to remind him of everything that happened uh, with the insane asylum and everything they went through. He thinks that... He's not sure if it's real or not. He's not sure what's real. This whole book is incredibly trippy. Uh, the Stephen Grant stuff, you can't tell if that's real or the Jake Lockley stuff's real or the Mark Spector stuff is real. Characters we've already been introduced play new roles. Uh, 
And then the James Stokoe section is a whole new thing where it's just this crazy sci-fi deal uh, talking about the space wolves of the moon where Moon Knight just takes off into space in like a moon-shaped spaceship. Uh, no idea if that's real, if that's another production, if it's a dream. This book is just working on so many levels. It's it's crazy. That's no moon. What? Star Wars. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Star Wars. Right, right, we all get Star Wars. Speaking of which... Speaking of Star Wars... We'll get Wars, to Star Wars in a little bit. Yes, <laughs> just hang on to your butts. Now, moving on to Silk number 12, Navigating the Negative Zone. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> um, so we open on kind of a flashback of Cindy Moon's parents uh, kind of disappearing from her life, you know, very Peter Parker-esque. Uh, and then we cut to Silk, a.k.a. Cindy Moon, um, and her two friends, Lola and Rafferty, basically navigating the negative zone. Yeah, as, as the, promised uh, on the cover. Yeah, exactly. They don't uh, mess around. Also, before I continue... Uh, Written by Robbie Thompson, art by Tana Ford, and colors by Ian Herring. Um, and so they're navigating the negative zone. And it's kind of. How many times are you going to say that? Uh, I don't know. I just like saying navigating the negative zone. Yeah, it's, it rolls off the tongue. They were, yeah. Um, and they're kind of unfazed by it. They're just like, oh, look, we found, like, you know, an old campsite and parachutes. Um, and Silk kind of makes these really cool parachutes out of her silk fingers. And we call them webs. 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 Uh, and they float down. If you've read any Spider-Man, they play a prominent role in the Spider-Man oh, do they? comic. Yes. Uh, and they find some giant-sized eggs, um, which then leads them to kind of like a medieval uh, land uh, with a volcano and castles and dragons. And I got to say, this kind of really stuck with me because this is the kind of stuff that I would draw mm-hmm. growing up. Uh, or like now. Just floating islands, yeah. Or currently. Yeah. You're always drawing. Exactly. Josh, jo- intern Josh is actually an excellent artist. Thank you. You're welcome. They're more doodly, but... Yeah, but they're good. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. Have some, have some pride in your work. <laughs> so they kind of stumble upon, upon this medieval place, um, and they get involved in a battle, uh, and Silk makes them these really cool costumes so, so they don't freak anybody out, and they'll fit in. Um, and they get in a fight with uh, that's going on in this village. Um, and is it the Red Knight? Is that... W- the Red Knight. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, they're being told by this talking dragon, by the way. I haven't mentioned that. There's a talking dragon. Sure. Just that, bury the lead. <laughs> that the Red Knight has all the answers uh, that they're seeking. Um, and by the end of the issue, we kind of see uh, who the Red Knight is. Um, big and, reveal. Yeah. How important big time it will reveal. be. So uh, you should really check that out. Moving on to Spidey number 10. I love Spidey. I think I love everything about this book. I love the idea of young Peter Parker with new adventures. I am digging the art on this book so hard um, by Mr. Stockman. It's yes, Nathan, Nathan Stockman. Nathan Stockman. It's incredible. Uh, I just love this book. Yeah. You, you talk about it, but I just wanted to throw my – this was another great issue of Spidey. We had a great issue a couple weeks ago with Craven as the villain, and then this is a very cool issue where uh, Captain America guest stars. And getting to see Nathan Stockman draw Captain America is awesome. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, written by Robbie Thompson, colors by Jim Campbell. Um, I agree with you on that. It's kind of uh, lighter fare this week, mm-hmm. but still very heavy on the fun. Um, basically, you know – Spider-Man's complaining about, you know, how everyone thinks he's a nuisance. Even, you know, when he tries to do the right thing, people see him as a menace. Um, 
and you know Captain America just shows up out of nowhere and is like hey you want to come patrol with me for a while and he's like sure like he's and you're right about like young Peter Parker he's just having this inner monologue like just don't say anything stupid mm-hmm. you're with Captain America um and last time we ha- last time we we uh, discussed Spidey, I conta- compared Nathan Stockton to a little bit of Eduardo Rizzo. Here, especially in starring Captain America, and because we just had the Captain America White series, I see a lot of uh, Tim Sale in his art. And to be a combination of Eduardo Rizzo and Tim Sale plus his own flourishes he brings, that's about as high artistic compliments as I can pay. And he gets to draw Modoc too. Yeah, it's sad that Ryan's not here this week. Yeah, super sad. I miss him. But uh, yeah, Captain America and Spider-Man face off against MODOK. Um, and even though uh, Spider-Man helps save the day, you know, the Daily Bugle's still kind of painting him as a menace. So finally, um, Captain America just shows up to J. Jonah Jameson is like, all right, this needs to stop. Yep. That was probably my favorite part of the, the, the issue. Very um, satisfying. Yeah, I don't know if uh, Captain America rips off his mustache. <laughs> by the end there or yeah. <laughs> maybe because it reminds him of Hitler I don't know but um, just a really really fun light um, fair and uh, a great Spidey story so check that out absolutely and also check out Squadron Supreme number 11 for even more Spider-Man it's a Civil War 2 tie-in it is written by James Robinson pencils by Leonard Kirk Paul Neary with Mark Deering on the inks Chris Sotomayor on the colors this is a fight 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 issue because we've got warrior woman trying to bring namor back so she is storming the baxter building she wants a time machine spider-man is of course set up in the baxter building now that means we get a cool warrior woman and mardred versus spider-man fight but then the squadron supreme shows up and then there's the whole classic misunderstanding where even though the squadron's the good guys spider-man doesn't think they're quite good enough so spider-man fights the squadron supreme we get to see how spider-man stacks up against blur against thundra Warrior Woman and Modred continue on their plans, unabated. Power Princess shows up. She plays a role. Uh, all sorts of fights going on. Power Princess versus Warrior Woman. Then S.H.I.E.L.D. shows up. They've got Jim Hammond with them. He is not happy because they murdered Namor, who was a buddy of his. So then the squadron has to fight the Human Torch and S.H.I.E.L.D. And, um, yeah, it's crazy. There's a lot of craziness going on. A lot of punches, a lot of energy blasts. A lot of chains being thrown around. Just crazy. If you're looking for a good fracas, a good fracas, <laughs> if you will, please read Squadron Supreme numero 11. Moving on to Poe Dameron number six, written by Trell Soul, art by Phil Noto. Uh, so, as we saw in the last issue, um, Poe and the First Order are basically competing for Gracchus the Hutt's information, who can never get him out of the Megalox beta prison. Uh, will be the winner, um, and this is kind of the uh, climax of that kind of uh, competition with the uh, really high stakes. Um, BB-8 being awesome as always, helping them out, um, and they do something really cool where they kind of uh, take off the artificial gravity of the planet, so every single prisoner is kind of just f- crushed under their own weight and all this gravity. Um, so Poe and company are successful, uh, but then the first order agent is still able to get up. Uh, you know, he gets off the planet, um, they get Gracchus's information, but the First Order is not happy uh, with Agent Terex. Uh, Captain Phasma's like, you know, return to uh, First Order space at once, and he's like, yeah, maybe later. Hmm. Um, so, and then we have a, a little 
back and forth with uh, General Leia Organa mm. and Poe, and they, she's kind of like, "How did the First Order know how to get to the pri- go to the prison in the first place?" So uh, there might be a mole. There in, might be a mole in, a, in our midst. Oh boy, that's something to deal with. All right, finally we got Uncanny X Men number twelve, written by Colin Bunn, pencils by Greg Land, inks by. Jay Lyston, colors by David Curiel. We've got flashbacks to Magneto forming this group of X-Men, getting Psylocke on board, and also visiting the Hellfire Club, who play a major role in this issue as we meet the new Hellfire Club. Uh, Psylocke has found out what's going on. She brings Sabretooth with her. Uh, We get a whole new inner circle, including a great character from the Magneto ongoing series, which is really, I'm really glad to see her show up. Uh, Psylocke gets a cool little present it's a piece of a brain, and for a telepath, that's basically a breadcrumb she can use to go investigate what's going on. Her and the X-Men head to somewhere, a research station for the Someday Corporation, Atlantic Ocean, where they bring uh, Black Tom from the Hellfire Club along, a couple of Hellfire Club goons, and they fight these mutants who have been weaponized by the Someday Corporation. All sorts of cool powers. Uh, Monet's big secret comes into play, and then we flash back again to see what Magneto's purpose in align with the Hellfire Club to begin with is. Just love the name Someday Corporation. Someday Corporation is a fun name. You're it not is. wrong, Josh. <laughs> All right, time of the week. Are you sticking with your early pick? Uh, yeah, Doc, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange I mean. is a good issue. Um, obviously, you can tell I love Spidey. thought that was really good. But I'm going to give my pick of the week to Moon Knight number six. Lots of great shifts in art i uh, can't really tell what's going on in a good way uh really makes you think so moon knight number six is my pick but hey they're all good it was a good week yeah collections on sale this week color your own women of power doctor strange and the secret defenders guardians of the galaxy volume three in hardcover marvel superhero spectacular new x-men omnibus in hardcover secret wars out in trade paperback uh so definitely check that out one of the most important marvel stories the last few years spider-man miles morales volume one is out star wars episode two attack of the clones out in hardcover star wars volume one out in hardcover and thor by jason aaron and russell Dowderman, which you really don't want to miss that is out in hardcover as well uh digital comics on sale this week unfortunately ryan usually does the ones on the app so we don't have the full listing but we do uh have the two infinite comics that came out this week a year of marvels as well as marvel's doctor strange prelude and then we have a whole bunch of freshly digitized comics on marvel unlimited you want to go ahead and read those i'd love to so we got a year of marvels march infinite comic number one a force number three agents of shield number three All-New Wolverine, number six, Amazing Spider-Man, number nine, Amazing Spider-Man and Silk, The Spider-Fly Effect, Infinite Comic, number four, Avengers Standoff, Assault on Pleasant Hill Alpha, number one, Black Knight, number five, Black Widow, number five, number one, excuse me, Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty, numbers one through twelve, Daredevil, Punisher, Seventh Circle, Infinite Comic, number one, Darth Vader, number seventeen, Deadpool number eight, Doctor Strange number six, Guardians of Infinity number four, Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy's Most Wanted number one, Invincible Iron Man number seven, Marvel Premiere numbers 16 through 25. And that is some great old school Iron Fist stuff. You'll see why we have old school Iron Fist stuff in just a sec. Marvel Universe Avengers Assemble Civil War number one, Mockingbird number one, Nova number five, Old Man Logan number three, Power Man. Numbers 48 and 49. There it is. 
Power Man and Iron Fist, numbers 50 to 53. So we are gearing up for some Luke Cage and Iron Fist, friends. Get excited. Get pumped. Spider-Man number two, Uncanny Avengers number six, Uncanny X-Men number four. And then from here, we got something really cool. Uh, a bunch of original graphic novels got uploaded to Marvel Unlimited, so you can now read all these. I'll, I'll check them off. I'm going to read a ton of these because I haven't even gotten to read a bunch of these. I read uh, Avengers Rage of Ultron the other day. I'm going to read Amazing Spider-Man Family Business. I've also got Ant-Man Season 1, Avengers Endless Wartime. Avengers Season 1, Daredevil Season 1, Doctor Strange Season 1, Fantastic Four Season 1, Hulk Season 1, Iron Man Season 1, Spider-Man Season 1, Thanos The Infinity Relativity, Thanos The Infinity Revelation, Thor Season 1, and then X-Men No More Humans and X-Men Season 1. So I'm going to get my read on with some of these great original graphic novels. And while I'm doing that, or before I do that, let's go to news. And now, from Marvel Headquarters, it's this week in Marvel News. Okay, news. We've got more Marvel Now coverage. Uh, we're really excited about the Cage book coming out. That's going to be Luke Cage, done by Jendi Tartakovsky, a legendary animator, doing some great work on Cage, and uh, TJ Deitch caught up with him about that this week. Meanwhile, Forrest Helvey spoke to Brian Bendis about the upcoming Jessica Jones series. She's back in her own series for the first time since Alias and kind of feeding off the popularity of the TV show. We had an Enchanted Tiki Room sketchbook for the new uh, Disney Kingdoms book that's going to be coming out soon. And jumping over to games, of course, the big news is that Marvel's Zoom Zoom is out. Have you played this yet, Josh? I haven't, but I listened to uh, Your Man at Marvel last week where mm. Bill Roseman, creative director at Marvel Games, gives the entire lowdown mm-hmm. on the whole game. So that's it's, true. it sounds pretty awesome. That's a great article that was out there. We have uh, Bill Roseman talking about Marvel Zoom Zoom. We had Marvel Zoom Zoom on our newest episode of Marvel Gaming. Marvel Zoom Zoom's everywhere. I've been playing it. It's super addictive. It's a lot of fun. Another hit from the games team. Also, just quickly to add, we have uh, a new edition of Contest of Champions, and it's Karnak. One of my favorite characters, the Inhuman, who can find the weakness in everything. He's on Josh's shirt. He is. Um, this is heavily influenced by the new Warren Ellis interpretation, so I think you guys will really dig it. All right, let's go out to the West Coast and see what they've got cooking. It's the West Coast, show me and the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, show me and the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, show me and the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, baby. Hello, this week in Marvelites, this is Marvel.com editor Mark Strom, joined by... Marvel.com's assistant editor, Christine Den. For another thrilling installment of the Stromstein Show. So you're We're, pulling that off, huh? Yes, so I am I am pulling off Stromstein. We have not come up with the uh, correct... I'm, I'm thinking, like, maybe, like, Stromstein, like, Steel Wheels tour? Like, every... So, like, every year it's, like, a different tour? Or, like, every quarter it's a different tour, you know? Like... And we are here on the Stromstein Steel Wheels Tour. That, I'm, I'm like 75% German. My German accent should really That's, be that better than that. Uh, <laughs> you know, every time I do one of these, you never introduce me. You never be, And we've joined by... No, I know. That's the shtick. Oh. And, we're join, and we have a special guest. Special guest. It's just me and Christine. 
No, we have a special guest. Ah, Agent M here in sunny Los Angeles. Outside, as Astronomy mentioned, outside of 8711 Action Design. It's the amazing uh, headquarters of the stunt crew that works on uh, our Marvel movies, that worked on Marvel's Captain America Civil War, uh, Heidi Moneymaker, the rest of the crew. Just amazing stuff. I was part of a really cool Captain America Civil War stunt. I want to call it a stunt spectacular. But is that's like, more like, like exploding is, cars and like is like is like a stunt uh, stunt training, training workshop. Yeah, it's almost a, a workshop, stunt workshop. Yeah, where they showed uh, myself and a bunch of other people basically how to put a fight together. So the fight that they showed us was Iron Man versus Captain America, sort of squaring off. Cap sends a shield, boom, and then it's just a couple punches back, and then it ends. Really cool stuff. Uh, and seeing all the work that they put into this and how they do it fascinating we took a bunch of video you guys will see that soon in an episode of thwip the big marvel show um but that was really neat ryan got so into it that after it got off stage he just punched me no reason <laughs> just punched me strami you know the reasons there were lots of reasons uh all right uh so ryan's out here he's been doing that you'll see that soon but in the meantime we've got some news from the west coast i'm gonna let christine take over for that because i've been on vacation for last week so she actually posted most of it christine one half of stromstein which i should explain the stromstein joke it's after the uh german stromstein uh i I don't know how many of our listeners would actually get that so i want to explain that uh christine what uh what uh what we got going on this week this week we had two new assets from Agents of Shields uh, season four. Ass assets, you're so assets. like proper. Like we had two new assets. We had two big. Let her say what she wants to say. Damn it. Damn. Okay. Uh, first, we saw a 15 second clip of, you know, Robbie Reyes' Dodge Charger skirting around East LA. We also have a first look at Robbie Reyes in front of the Dodge Charger. Played by Gabriel Luna. Um, and then we'll soon have a clip, a uh, photo of. Uh, we 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 may we may have some we may have some we may have some stuff we may have some stuff coming up who knows who knows I don't know I don't know what we have the season four is coming yeah. up season four is coming up we may have some stuff I don't know I don't know anything about anything I don't know um uh yes we had that uh what did we have we did, did you talk last week about the street level hero Marvel's Luke I Cage. did okay. we talked about all the acts that were gonna be on it yep all right so we got that and then what's going on in animation. We have Ultimate Spider Man um, with a part three, part two of the Spider Verse. Wait, isn't it part three? It's part two. It'll be. It's part three. Part three, <laughs> where they go to the Noir Universe, and they try to prevent Mr. Negative from taking over. Nice. It's Saturday at eight p.m. on Disney XD. Very nice. Uh, yes, and. Uh, as Ryan was talking about, Captain America Civil War, of course, is now available on digital HD. You can get it on the iTunes, on the Apple TV, Apple TV the, Ama- Apple TV. The, the Amazons, <laughs> the um, Microsoft, Xbox store, basically wherever you can download the moving pictures um, in HD, you can get it now. And it will be out on Blu-ray and DVD and 3D Blu-ray on uh, next Tuesday, September 13th. Sure. One of the things I think is really great about having Christine on the team is going to be for elevating everyone else's self-esteem because you laugh at everything. (laughs) So you make everybody feel better. You bring positivity. It's good. It's a great thing. 
Even you're laughing. You're my, laughing at Strami. No one laughs at Strami. No one laughs at me. My mo- my mother told me when I was very young, about nine years, eight or nine years old. That's a very good thing. I laugh at my own jokes because otherwise no one would. That's a true story. Love you, mom. Um, That's why I said I was a Wolfman 2.0. <laughs> no, 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 Wolfman. No, you're you're like, Wolfman 2.0 would be like even more disgruntled and like. <laughs> hey now. Hey now. <laughs> he he would make fun of me even more than than Wolfman did. Uh, R.I.P. Wolfman. Well, not really R.I.P. Just rest in Chicago, Wolfman. R.I.C. R.I.C. Wolfman. Uh, I think that pretty much is, is everything. We, oh, oh, actually, we will be posting also two new photos from uh, Marvel's Doctor Strange in theaters November 4th. Um, those will probably be up by the time you're listening to us, but if they're not, they will be up very shortly thereafter. Um, and I think that pretty much covers everything. Yeah. Yeah. Say bye, Ryan. Bye, Ryan. And we're back for this week in Marvel questions and comments. Uh, reminder to you guys to read all new Ghost Rider for Twim URC. We'll be doing that either next week or the week after, trying to decide with Ryan if he wants to be here or not. Um, and his travel may mean we push it back another week, but definitely get reading those issues. Uh, you can tweet us using the hashtag this week in Marvel. You can also send us emails to twimpodcast at marvel.com. Let's see what you guys had to say this week. Adam Britton Francis says, is this the wrong ship on the cover of Han Solo number three? Doesn't the Falcon have a red dish? And then he, or wait, round, round dish and he sends us the picture josh as uh more of a star wars expert than me i'm gonna put it to you is 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 this correct um you know i'm not totally sure i'm not uh well learned in the intricacies of the millennium Mm, falcon okay well adam you may have you may have earned yourself a no prize you know what go ahead we'll give you a special uh this week in marvel no prize for apparently figuring that although you're supposed to give us now an explanation for why this looks different than the ship you're around. So we'll be, uh, we'll be awaiting that. Alan Wilkinson says, on the record, I am not happy about this. I'll miss Marvel Avengers Alliance when it's gone. I think a lot of people feel that way. Unfortunately, Marvel Avengers Alliance is coming to an end, but man, what a run. Great four years of a game. Uh, I had a lot of fun with it. Hopefully you guys will be thinking about that too. I know a lot of people are uh, commemorating all the good times they had playing it. Dakota Tar says in episode 216, wow, going way back, December 2015 of This Week in Marvel, Stromy makes a slip up and says Stromy and the Wolfman will return in 2017. Sad face. Of course, uh-huh. mourning the loss of the Wolfman. It's in the great, uh, wolf, great podcast wolf beyond. Yeah. In the sky, as Ryan put it. I can't remember what the he wolf, said. The Wolf Den? The Wolf Den in the sky. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Don, DJ Fanko says, the first Marvel-themed entertainment panel was fantastic. Thanks to Brian Crosby for making SLCC 16 marvelous. Cool. We love Brian Crosby. Haywood WVU says, last week's pick is Uncanny Avengers number 12. The conclusion to the Ultron arc was stunning, blow to the senses. I don't think Hank Pym is totally done, but Ultron is in control, and there's a soul that can't be recovered. My pick for August 24th is New Avengers 15, all-out action, and Al Ewing keeps the suspense building. Good stuff. And then his pick for August 31st was Amazing Spider-Man 17, a spotlight on the Prowler, and what seeds are planted for dead no more. Also from H- or no, from Desi De Jong, how did the Miles Morales Ultimate Supreme 
Old Man Logan and others merge into the Marvel Universe without ramifications. So basically what happened was you saw at the end of Secret Wars, Reed Richards and the Future Foundation using uh, Franklin Richards' powers were trying to, and using the Molecule Man were reassembling the Marvel Universe and they were able to take pieces from Battleworld and place them on the new Marvel Universe they were constructing. So the answer is uh, Reed and Franklin and the crew basically decided that Miles belonged here and the Squadron Supreme belonged here and the Old Man Logan belonged here. They, they uh, in some cases, remember their old lives. In some cases, they don't. Uh, why to that? Of course, there's always stories still to be told, but uh, you can just, you know, picture Reed Richards up there in the sky <laughs> making planets, making universes, digging it. Jim Radloff says, until Strami gets a new co-host, I am calling... This week in Marvel West Coast egg segment, The Strom Front. Uh, terrible name that, of course, did not <laughs> last long because Christine is already kicking butt over on the West Coast. Sorry, Jim Radloff. I mean, not a terrible name because you came up with it just because, you know, Stromy. <laughs> um, Johnny Vinyl. Last person I expected to hear interviewed on This Week in Marvel was Penn Jillette, but it was fantastic. I had a blast interviewing Penn Jillette. Were you there for that? I was. Yeah, he called me a fine knob twiddler. He called you, yeah, he called you a fine knob twiddler. So Highlight was, of your that career. That was fun, yeah. That's a good highlight. <laughs> Can't um, <talk> it. <laughs> Joshua Cooper, bro, do you even Carol core? <laughs> Captain Marvel number eight was so good this week. Her conversation with Hawkeye was great writing. Yep. Christos and Ruth Gage doing a nice job on that. Swim of the week, Miss Marvel number 10. This book keeps making me feel feelings. That is the goal. Kirby for Heroes. Thanks to Marvel and my dad on This Week in Marvel. My mom, Connie, inspires us always. Thoughtful and kind. And that is Jillian Kirby, the granddaughter of ja Jack Kirby. That's Very awesome. cool. Thank you for checking in, Jillian. If you guys haven't checked it out, Kirby for Heroes, amazing charity that uh, Jillian runs, um, raising money in the memory of her grandfather. Definitely go and check that out. It's, it's, it's a great cause. Quentin Tice, Jessica and Luke's bleeped phone call moment was fiddle licking sweet. Cool superhero family. That's, of course, from uh, Power Man and Iron Fist. And then Rafa B says, that's some freaking cool art for Paris Comic Con by Marco Cicchetto. Includes a great look at this. We got Spider Man, Hulk, Black Panther, Iron Man, Doctor Strange, all done up by Marco Cicchetto, one of the best artists around. Very cool stuff. Uh, more from Raph AB. There's Hench to recruit a villain. Hench X allowing anyone to become a villain for hire. I wonder what Hench Pool will be about. Very nice. Um, one month to go before Avengers Alliance ends. My objective, recruit all the heroes and finish all the tasks. Good luck to you, Raph AB. I'm trying to do as much as I can as well. Um, a lot still to do. Uh, according to Marvel.com, the very first episode of This Week in Marvel was released the first week of November 2011. So if my maths are right, the five-year anniversary episode will be episode 262. Thank you for the math, Raph. Are we getting a regular Chrissypedia segment in This Week in Marvel because the audio was terribly low? Uh, you will be getting Christine, a.k.a. at Chrissypedia on Twitter regularly, and I will make sure she knows that her audio is down so she can improve that for the next time. Rob Nolan, Ref Gemlin. The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. MCU guidebook was the best one of the run so far, not just due to content, but the quality, too. Excellent. Uh, Robert, RCST, says to Chrissypedia, welcome to the This Week in Marvel team. Looking forward to seeing, hearing the future podcast. Yeah, we're excited to have Christine working with us. She's awesome. Um, you know, completely outclassing the Wolfman in every way. <laughs> just really destroying him. 
um, early on. Uh, no, she's awesome. Wolfman was awesome. We miss him, but hopefully having Christine here kind of dulls the blow a little bit. Uncanny in Humans is my pick, says Ross Meyer. My favorite since the issue with Reader. I like the character-centric issues. Yeah, Charles Soule does a really good job when he gets one or two characters to really dig into on Uncanny in Humans. I think he did the same thing with Ahura, and it was a lot of fun. Um, Simon Sebs. Marvel has been interviewing people from WWE, TNA, and ROH for years. Don't understand all the hate this week in Marvel gets for wrestling talk. I don't know either, Simon. I love talking wrestling. We didn't talk wrestling this week because Josh is here, and I don't think he watches. Yep, I don't, but But, uh, uh, power to you if you do. There you go. Power to you from Josh. Honestly, didn't enjoy Squirrel Girl number 11 as much as I usually enjoy Squirrel Girl. The computer science stuff confused me. Hmm. That is, uh, that's, I'm, I'm sorry you didn't dig it, Simon, but... Nice thing about Squirrel Girls, it always bounces back. Have her show up naked or in her underwear as well, but I guess that's cliche and wouldn't fly in an all-ages book. I'll be honest, I have no idea what that tweet meant. <laughs> that was out of nowhere. Talk uh, about Squirrel Girl? Or? Squirrel Girl? You want to see Squirrel Girl show mm. up naked or in her underwear? Okay. <laughs> you know, Squirrel Girl's got all kinds of fans. It takes all kinds. Um, I love karaoke and was glad to see it in Hellcat number 9. I don't know how you could hate it. Seeing Shogo and Hellcat number nine makes me wish there were more cute babies in the Marvel Universe. Maybe bring that up at the next writer's retreat. I, I feel like that's something no one would be opposed to. It's pretty universally beloved. You never mean, have too many cute babies. You never have too many cute babies. Um, all, all the cute babies. We want them all. Um, Twim of the Week for August 24th, Moon Girl number 10. I hope Kamala and Lunella get to team up again in the near future. Uh, here comes a thought. Steven Universe... Cartoon, uh, this is he sent us a YouTube clip, so we obviously cannot watch this YouTube clip through pen and paper. Um, we're trying though, we're, we're working on it. Yeah, we're working on the technology. Josh is inventing a way. Yeah, I'm close to a breakthrough. <laughs> Civil War Two would be over a lot sooner if Tony and Carol had a scene like this. He's referring to the YouTube clip, since it mainly stems out of their grief over Rhodey's death. Or maybe I just want everyone to hear this song who already hasn't. Again. We are not able to access video or audio through the paper that we are reading off of. But uh, thank Someday you for your, we thank will. you for your effort. Yeah, Josh is working at it, and we'll get back to you. <laughs> a few weeks ago, I sent in an email to this week in Marvel that was mentioned but never read. I suspect why, but just wanted to mention it. Well, you've you've done it. Congratulations. Uh, Twin of the week for August thirty first, Miss Marvel number ten. A powerful issue from beginning to end. It almost rhymed. I kind of like it. I hope we get to see more team-ups with Wolverine and Spider-Gwen thanks to all-new Wolverine annual number one. Me too. I want to see Spider-Gwen team up with everybody. Spider-Gwen team-up is a book we should have right now. I'm going to talk to Nick Lowe after this. I uh, love the ending to Miles Morales number seven. I've wanted to see these two characters meet for a while now. Very cool. And I, like many others, am not happy about Marvel Alliance ending at the end of the month. And, uh, yeah, you know, we could I, I could have gone and said, like, oh, we're not going to print any of the negative comments about Marvel Alliance ending, but I know you guys love the game and I know we're all bummed to see it go. I, I'm with you on that. So that's why I'm, I'm, I'm reading these comments because we are all kind of bummed out that it's going away, but you know, that's, that's the circle of life. Uh, fortunately we have so many great new games. I'm getting into Marvel soon, soon now, maybe try Marvel contest of champions or Marvel puzzle quest. There's all sorts of cool Marvel games to try Marvel heroes, 2016, um, all sorts of cool games to try out there. We'll, we'll all miss Marvel Avengers Alliance, but it's certainly not the end of awesome Marvel gaming. The Tech Lord says, Agent M on This Week in Marvel discuss Angela and Sarah visiting the Bone Zone. Well, I agree, I can't help but wonder about the name. Maybe the most interesting point of the week. 
50 twin points to Tech Lord. You're right. We gotta we gotta figure out maybe an alternate name for Angela and Sarah. I will I will brainstorm with Ryan on this. We will get back to you. We'll we will get back to you and we'll get back to Simon Sebs about the video. That's where we are. Yes. Josh just looks confused as all get you, like, right now. Put their names together. Is that what like Brangelina? Is that what they're talking about? No, or? we're talking about they were they went to the bone zone, but anatomically they can't really go to the bone zone because mm. they're both ladies. Oh. I'll explain it to you after the podcast. I'll draw you a diagram. Birds and the bees, eh? I'll draw you a diagram. <laughs> uh, more from the Tech Lord. Tongue from the Ulysses Infinite comic is extra frightening after Stranger Things. Uh, I have not seen Stranger Things yet. Have you? Yep. Shout out Demi Gorgon. Oh, my God. Uh, it's a creepy looking. Tongue is very creepy looking, though. No, no question. Um, and that's it. That's all we got for this week. That is that is a wrap, Josh. How did how did how did we do there? Um, uh, I don't know. I think I did great, all right. Great. I, I was Good very insight. nervous, you, but you didn't show it. You carried through with a with a plum. We'll see what happens next week, guys. Ryan's still going to be traveling. I will have a guest host again. Maybe it'll be Josh. Maybe it'll be someone else. Maybe I'll have to do it all by myself. You never know. Here on this week, anything in can happen on this podcast. Anything can happen on this week in Marvel. And with that, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you. We appreciate your questions and comments. We appreciate you uh, rating us on iTunes and also leaving comments there. Uh, until next time, this is Marvel for Universe.